to 6.30. Let's get some more Richard Simmons. Have a good time. Wow. Inhale. Hold up. What does that ever get the blood circulating? Oh, yeah. It's WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. It's Mike and Pandora's Lunchbox is coming up, and I want to say hi to those of you who are hearing us in places that never heard us before because of our new super-powerful transmitter signal. Hello there. And one unexpected side effect of this is that you have the ability to listen back in time, I think. Let me just press this button and see what happens. You may be able to listen to WCBN in 2011 if this works. If not, I can't be responsible for what happens. Pandora's box is a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's that? Pandora's box is a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every Well, we're still working out the bugs in this system here. I think that uh, we're just going to have to do a little uh, send uh, somebody up to the top of the tower and have them uh, work on the transmitter a little, a little bit. But I think probably, yeah, I think we got that back. Welcome back to Back in Time. Hand off his box, a box of chocolates. Would I know to stay away? What's that? And off his box, a box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. Good evening, it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food, and thank you so much, Arwolf, for doing the show for me for a couple of weeks. I've been traveling, traveling, and I want to give you some of the food scraps that I had because I'm all about sharing. I want to tell you about, well, see, see, I went back in time to where I lived when I was, started living when I was four years old in Palo Alto, California, you see. And uh, sometime around the age of 10, I packed my bags. No, actually, it was one of those sticks with a, with a bandana in the back. And I put some uh, nutty buddies in there and I walked to Michigan. That is a simple description. It's a Cliff Notes version of my life, but we don't have much time for all the details. However, I will tell you that in my trip to California, which we will discuss in a moment, along with certain Michigan food things, I should tell you with some disappointment that I did not find any bicarbonate of chicken. What do you want? I want my cabinet of chicken tonight. The town is shifting, it's all that chicken. There ain't a human being in sight, man. They're all gone digging into chicken. Waiter, waiter, what do you want? Where's my bicarbonate of chicken? The chef says there's none. There'd better be some or I'll tear the town to pieces. Hold on, son. Just you hold on a minute. The chef got a box. Perhaps a chicken's in it. I'm delighted to say it's true. My cup of chicken will be delivered to you. Thank you, waiter, you're a real good pal. Here's fifty dollars, get yourself a fine gal. The waiter and the chef are enjoying life. The waiter is the husband and the chef is his wife.
Oh my, that's it. That's pretty much explains it all, doesn't it? Well, well, that's it. Pandora's lunchbox has been no. This is Pandora's lunchbox. That was the wonderful Ivor Cutler, and that was bicarbonate of chicken, which is self-explanatory. But I figured I'd explain anyway that it was, and I bought that at the amazing Amoeba Records in San Francisco, which is in the Haight Ashbury district. It's a song about food, and there are several other songs about food by Ivor Cutler, and we may get to those in just a moment. In fact, yeah, I think in, in, in very soon, in fact. Now, I went to Palo Alto, California, because I lived there as a kid. And one thing I discovered, it's funny how, you know, when you're a kid, you imagine things a certain way and all like, and then you find out when you get there, it's different. Well, one thing is all the houses had shrunk. It's really strange. They all shrunk, and apparently they all multiplied by about 30 times the monetary value. It was kind of like a strange sort of uh, Farmville, unreality kind of world. But it was very sunny and very dreamlike, so that's all good. Now, my mother tells me, see, I used to think that there was a fig tree next door to us over on Ames Court in Palo Alto. There was a fig tree, I thought, because, well, these big, wet, chewy, gooey, uh, seedy figs would fall on the lawn and being one to eat anything off the floor or on a lawn, I ate them and I really liked them. This is how you get to do a, a food show is you eat food off the floor and off the lawn and turns out they weren't figs. My mother says they were strawberry guava. Yes, indeed. Now, there are other kinds of guava. Now, there's a tree called the Catley guava, named in honor of notable English horticulturist Sir William Catley, also known as Peruvian guava. That's the correct and most commonly used name. It's a small tree, two to six meters tall. Is that small? I guess when you're a kid, it's pretty darn tall. It bears small red or yellow fruit. The red-fruited stra- strawberry guava, the yellow-fruited lemon guava, and the, well, basically it was just delicious food. And I learned a lot just finding out that fig is not strawberry guava and strawberry guava is not fig. Now, over at Mitchell Park in Palo Alto, in my very tiny world when I was a kid, there was a tree that had something hanging down that had some kind of brown pods on them. And they'd fall on the parking lot and I would pick them up off the parking lot and eat them. Because I was a foodie from the beginning, eating food off of the parking lot. This is all true confessions. My mother and father are listening, shaking their head. But I thought it was carob, but I don't think it is. I'll have to let you know. Now, here's a song by Ivor Cutler, because we just had one, but we haven't had two. This is Ivor Cutler, and he's in a particular kind of tree on his own. Where are you? Where are you? I'm in the chestnut tree What are you doing? Why are you there? I want to feel the breeze Look out, I'm coming up I want to sit beside you I want to feel the breeze Then folks will say What are you doing? Why are you there? And we'll say We want to feel the breeze We want to feel the breeze 
We want to feel the breeze. Is there any other reason? Ivor Cutler. And that tune is called, Wouldn't You Believe, In the Chestnut Tree. These are both from his album called Jammy Smears, from the UK man, and it was from 1976. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and we're talking a little bit about my trip back to Palo Alto, California, and I want to share my food with you. Just, you know, open your mouth and your ears, and it's it's food, and it's all for you. Now... Here's first skipping over now for just a moment, though, to a place I used to live. I used to live in Illinois when I was a wee lad, actually. And I don't remember much about it, but the good news is that currently in Illinois, as a matter of fact, today, it's just wrapping up now. No, actually, it's next week. Sorry, next Thursday, there's going to be a Target Hunger Now Asian Carp Dinner. Now, we all know that the Asian carp are an invasive species. In fact, this very fellow here from the Michigan legislature had this to say about the monster. Rather than whisper, we must yell from the rooftops in one voice. Stop the carp! Exactly. So basically, here's the idea. One way to, uh, if you can't lick them, eat them, right? So the Illinois Department of Natural Resources will expand its Target Hunger Now program by making protein-rich Asian carp available to Illinois families, says here in a press release. The department will demonstrate recipes at a dinner event featuring famed Louisiana chef Philippe Parola. Target Hunger Now is a humanitarian effort which provides food banks and other organizations throughout Illinois with donated venison and now Asian carp. Rather than whisper, we must yell from the rooftops. Yell now, yell, one yell. Voice. Stop the carp! Okay, I just had to play that twice because it, it just has an extra, it's great. So here's another thing, back to California now. We're going to go to Michigan, too, in a moment. But this is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food. Now, while I was in California, I learned about a company called Baccalori. And being of an Italian vintage myself, I was very excited about that. This company is based in Oakland, where they have a small production facility. They have a restaurant in San Francisco called Encanto, which means enchanting or magical. And their slogan is very enchanting, and it is tasty salted pig parts. That's right. Their logo includes a flying pig. And, of course, we all know flying pigs are magical. Now, Baccalauri has just one retail outlet. It's in San Francisco, where I went. It's at one of the ferry buildings on the San Francisco Bay. And that's where I found them. Now, their website features something called an American Salumi Manifesto. Just recently... I shared with you the fact that I'd only heard of the term salumi not long ago. Salami is salami, right? But salumi is a larger category of meat that includes salami and prosciutto and other kinds of meat. Well, shall we take a moment, rise, put our hands on our heads and things and, and our pig parts? And No, let's not go there. And listen to the American Salumi Manifesto from Bacalori. Let's have some American Salumi Manifesto music. Let, let's, let's try this out here. Oh, yeah. Salumi are the noblest expression of meat, a marriage with salt, spice, and thyme that transcends individual ingredients. Just as fine wine is more than fermented grape juice, 
Fine salumi are more than mere salted meats. At their best, salumi connect us to the earth, reveal the essence of the whole animal, demonstrate respect for our ancestors, and inspire our humanity. The time has arrived for a renaissance of American salumi. Industrially raised animals from modern crossbred genetics produce inferior meat not suited for fine salami. Salumi, sorry, salumi celebrate the beauty of animal fat. Fat balances the flavor, texture, color of fine salumi. Contrary to common perception, pork fat is healthful. It is lower in saturated fat than butter and has twice the monounsaturated fat. Salt is an essential element in preserving salumi. Salt illuminates the true flavor of salumi. It does not overpower it. Natural sea salts lend a milder flavor to salumi than do refined salts. Fine salumi harmonize the flavors of meat, salt, and spice. Using fresh spices of the highest quality is no less important than using the best meats and salts. Fine salumi teach us to live a patient life in pursuit of flavor rather than a relentless hunt for ever-increasing quantity to seek better, not more. This approach is not only good for the individual, it's better for the world. It's the American Salumi Manifesto. Let us all rise and... What about what would an American Salumi church look like? I don't know, but... The music, by the way, is by the Butterfat Trio. Which I understand is more and higher in saturated fat. Butterfat is higher in saturated fat than salumi, but there you go. Let's listen a little bit, shall we? Thank you. That's the Butterfat Trio, a Michigan group. Just heard a tune called Chenu. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm Mike, and I am also a show about food, and so are you. Our Wolf will help us to face the music coming up very soon. It's a quarter to seven, and Our Wolf will get us all ready to go at seven o'clock. They're from Michigan, that group we just heard. And speaking of Michigan, well, a pioneer of country and bluegrass music has passed away in Flint Township. Wade Maynard died at the age of 104 on Monday. 
And this is from the Associated Press. He was a member of the late of his late brother J. E. Maynard's Mountaineers, one of the most popular sibling duos of the 1930s. He made recordings for all the major labels of the day, including RCA in 1935, and he invented a two-finger banjo picking style that paved the way for the bluegrass era. He got his musical start in North Carolina's mountains, but concerned that country music was dying, he left the stage and the South in the early 1950s and moved to Flint to work for General Motors. He played only in church, but eventually stopped altogether, putting the banjo under his bed for four years. He returned to music after another musician convinced the born-again Christian he could use his talents to honor God. So back to music he went. And there is a funeral service tomorrow in Flint for Wade Maynard, who died at 104 years old the other day. Now, this show is from, from 2011. Label called Old Homestead. Yes, and this is a label that includes music from early radio shows. This is Wade Maynard and the Sons of the Mountaineers. We're going to hear a bit of them. Wade Maynard, Howard Dixon, Tiny Dodson, and the Shelton Brothers. This is a recording from... Looks like 1941, if I read correctly. This is a rather puzzling commercial for a soda, actually, for Old Sam's Soda. Now, this being the harvest time in Michigan and all over the world, this is very appropriate. It has some very good advice for farmers, including at one point the advice that you should pour Old Sam's Soda on your crops to make them grow better. Well, that pretty much explains everything. So let's just go to Wade Maynard and the Sons of the Mountaineers and take notes. Some 
found and some uses to watch it grow, watch it grow. Well, a couple of puzzling things there. First of all, as I mentioned, maybe you caught that mentioning that you need to pour the old Sam soda on your crops to make them grow. Now, that's that's a soda I could use, but also a couple of weirdo power surges or something made it go and disappear. And I think that's just the power of bluegrass music just sends power surges through every turntable in the state of Michigan. Thank you, Wade Maynard, for your 104 years of music. Thank you, thank you. Wade Maynard passed away in Flint Township, worked at GM, was considered to be a founder of bluegrass music, invented a two-finger banjo-picking style that paved the way for the bluegrass era. Now, while we're in Michigan, which is where we are, I should mention that this... This Sunday the 18th at Woodruff's in Ypsilanti in Depot Time, there's going to be an Ipsy Flea Market called Ipsy Flea Number 2. This show is from 2011. 2011. February, says Woodruff's. You will remember it as a sick moment in our collective history, and hopefully this one will rule twice as much. To those under the age, under the over the age, under the over age of 40, sick equals good. It'll be a bunch of local vendors and homies selling records, clothes, music gear, vintage stuff, knickknacks, coffee and food, coffee and food, crafty stuff, shady stuff, weird stuff. And there's going to be no less than four bands or jammers jamming and banding. So that's all at Woodruff's in Ypsilanti starting at 4 p.m. And that is in Depot Town. Now, back to San Francisco, okay? So I took a visit to San Francisco. We've talked about bicarbonate of chicken, which I didn't have. We talked about tasty salted pig parts, which I did. But something very poignant and and lovely happened to me. I was leaving San Francisco, going to uh, the BART station to the San Francisco airport, when I discovered a fellow playing the accordion. Now, this fellow goes by the name of Robert Vincent Dorr Jr., D-O-E-R-R. You can see his photos on MySpace. He's pictured wearing a bright blue suit and a hat or a bright green suit and a hat, or a bright red suit and a hat. And I've got a business card where he's wearing a bright white suit and a hat. Colorful clothes. He plays the accordion. He tells me he has a recording, including 40 Beatle hits on the accordion, on Amazon and iTunes and Rhapsody, under his name, Robert Vincent Dorr Jr. But he was dressed a little different when I saw him. He was wearing black, and he had just been from his father's funeral, now, I don't know if he sings too many of the songs uh, that are available on Rhapsody and such. In fact, it looks like it's mostly instrumental, but he sang this one, and he gave me permission to record him singing. So 
here in the BART station in San Francisco, the Civic Center station, not far from the ferry station. Robert Dorr Jr. Robert Dorr, sorry, Robert Vincent Dorr Jr. sang a song, and it went a little something like this. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Hi. We're back. Yes, we're back. My dad died, so we had to go to his funeral. Hey, look, there's a little doggy ginger. Here's a little doggy sad. There's a doggy ginger. I'll go crazy with my dad. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. Huh? How old was he? 89. That's Robert Vincent Dorr Jr. I recorded him at a BART station, the Civic Center 
Bart Station in San Francisco, playing his accordion. He had a list of about a hundred accordion tunes he could play, including that being the entertainer. But he also sang a song about his father. And he was accompanied by his dog, Ginger. And his business card also includes him and his dog, Ginger. Thank you, Robert. Hope all is best for you. Thank you for listening to Pandora's Lunchbox. And I do want to mention one other thing. Speaking of magical musical experiences like that, when I was in Chinatown in San Francisco, I visited there recently, had a big, big heap of dim sum that cost less than I've ever paid for any kind of dim sum in my life. And also sat in a hallway and listened to some amazing, really passionate Chinese music, singing and instrumentation. I was in ancient, modern, and mercantile and spiritual places all at the same time. Yeah, it was really great. I just want to share that with you. Thank you so much for listening to the WCBNs of the Ann Arbor. And WCBN FM Ann Arbor is another way of saying what I'm just saying to you right now. And we're going to wrap up with a little tune here that I believe is called Lemon Flower. However, this is Ivor Cutler, and it looks like the numbers might not be exactly as they seem. Well, this has been WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I've been Mike. Let's see what happen if let's see what happens if I do this. And Arwolf will be here to help you to face the music in just a moment. Thank you for listening. Keep listening. Oh, you lemon flower, the leaf is sweet and the fruit is sour. Oh, you lemon flower. I gave a girl a lemon flower. She slapped my face at hot for an hour. Oh, you lemon flower. I bit into the lemon fruit, the juice ran onto the skin of my foot. It burned a hole and made me cry. If I lift my leg, I can see the sky. Oh, you lemon flower. If you stick a bit of glass in the hole, you can see the stars and the nebulas. Oh, you lemon flower. And if you stick at a different piece of glass in the hole, you can see insects and bacterias. Oh, you lemon flower. If anybody wants to buy my foot, to buy my foot complete with boot, to buy my foot to look at the sky, they'll have to wait until I die, and then they can approach my executor. Oh, you lemon flower, you clever juice that bummed my foot. During a Republican primary debate. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Thank you, Mike. That was most refreshing. Ivor Cutler is always welcome in our gray room here at WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name's Arwolf. It's time for Face the Music. And tonight, uh, well, I'm just reflecting on the state of the nation and the state of the world among the nations, and I thought it would be nice to give you an all-vinyl broadcast. These are all long-playing phonograph records. And the overarching theme and the underpinnings all have to do with international relations. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about the uh, the United Nations. If you go to their website, one of the things they point out is that thanks to uh, largely to their efforts for helping people to organize, over the years, they have helped the cause of decolonization so incredibly well that uh, this resulted in the formation of no less than 80 new nations. So let's hear it for post-colonial reality. Right now, I'd like to give you a recording made in uh, circa 1899. It's an old brown phonograph cylinder that they have put on this Harlequin collection. 
Harlequin Records put this out. It's uh, jazz and hot dance music in Sweden going back to uh, 1899 and working up towards uh, the the middle of the 20th century. This is a cakewalk at a Georgia camp meeting by Carrie Mills performed by a, uh, a Swedish brass band, the Kronenberg's Regimentus Musicar. That's with two Ks. So let's um, let's just follow the trail of cultural evidence from nation to nation. These are all human beings. Let's hear it again for humanity. Hmm? People, understand. 